time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Tech Tuesday. Welcome back to Tech Tuesday. I'm Myla Wong. My name is Raj Shroff, and I'm a director of applied AI research at Blue Artificial Intelligence. An American robotics company called Figure says their humanoid robot has learned how to use a coffee pot machine. It doesn't look that difficult. What's so special about this? So while the action of operating the coffee machine seems simple, the robot in the video seems to be capable of very precise movements that require a high level of accuracy, such as taking a coffee pod and putting it into the small receptacle in the coffee machine. Secondly, the robot here it learned to make coffee by watching humans make coffee. This is a new training method that actually takes less time than the hundreds of hours of training using existing methods. And in this case, the robot watched about ten hours of video to learn how to make coffee. This is impressive because this is actually how we learn to do things as human beings by watching other people do something and then replicating their action. And hopefully, this is going to allow robots to learn a wider range of tasks and learn to perform them more quickly. Third, I think the robot seems to be able to self-correct its own mistake. The robot incorrectly inserted the coffee pot into the machine, but it ended up fixing its mistake when it realized that the coffee was not brewing. It put the pot into the machine correctly, and this is pretty cool because it signals an ability for robots to operate with less human supervision, which is the ultimate goal of AI-enabled robotics. You said the robot learned how to make coffee just by watching people do it on video. How's that possible? There's a few branches of AI involved here. First, the robot uses what we call computer vision to identify what's in the video that it's watching. Second, the robot's using machine learning and deep learning to figure out the rules of the game, so to speak, and it's figuring out the best way to replicate the human being making the coffee. Through its own trial and error process, and it's also figuring out how to identify physical objects in the world in front of it, like the coffee pod, and figuring out the right hand movements required to make the coffee itself. Right. Reports said when one of the figure robots learns how to do a task, other figure robots also know how to do it. Kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great point. It's almost like creating a robotic hive mind, where if one member of the hive learns something, it's automatically uploaded to everybody else. Other companies like Tesla, they are also developing general-purpose humanoid robots. Are we going to see rapid development because of this intense competition? The progress has already been incredibly fast. In just the past two or three years, we're seeing robots get better at performing precise and delicate movements. One example is that Tesla's Optimus humanoid robot can pick up an egg and move it around its fingers without breaking or dropping the egg. But still, we have to be a little bit realistic. I can take a human child and teach him or her to make coffee and loading the dishwasher with the coffee cups. In about 30 minutes, but today it takes far longer to train a robot. Therefore, AI researchers still have to work on how to make the robot training process more efficient before we see a large number of commercially available robots in the general market. Right. Figure says it hopes its robots can do unsafe and undesirable jobs. Are more jobs going to be lost sooner or later? 
In my view, it's more realistic to say that robots might replace human beings at certain tasks instead of at an entire job. Robots today still are not that good at learning to do a large number of tasks like we've talked about. If you look at a worker that works on an oil field, these workers perform a large number of dangerous activities, such as operating heavy machinery, checking oil pipes in bad weather, and even managing other people in unsafe working conditions. So even the best robot today cannot replace even one of these oil field workers. Now, the robot might be used for a specific task, such as inspecting the oil pipe in dangerous conditions, but it can't replace the entire worker. Now, it's not just dangerous jobs. This just applies to almost every other job we see. Of course, if there's a job where most of the tasks can be automated, we will see that entire job being automated in the near future, as we're already seeing with self-checkout machines replacing cashiers at supermarkets. Britain's top court has rejected a bid to name an AI as an inventor of patents. What do you make of this ruling? It makes logical sense, and it maintains the status quo that innovation is a human-centric process. Even with AI's growing capabilities in finding new designs or creating new ideas, the legal system still requires a human being to be credited as the ultimate inventor. And patents themselves exist to protect the financial rights of inventors and incentivize people and companies to create new things. And an AI model or a computer algorithm doesn't really need recognition or money. It doesn't really care. And AI doesn't commercialize inventions. If AI-assisted outputs should be patentable, should the person who developed the AI system or the person who prompted the AI system to create the output be credited? Yeah, so this is a great question. And I believe that the credit for the invention should go to the person that used AI in the discovery process. So the person that prompted the AI system. It doesn't really make sense from a legal or even social standpoint for the person that developed the AI system to take credit for the invention. And the good news here is AI companies today seem to be thinking along these same lines especially for AI-generated content and the copyright for that content. So today, if you generate an image using AI tools such as Midjourney or Dolly, the terms and conditions of these AI apps quite clearly state that you, as the person that's prompting the tool, is the copyright owner for the ultimate output in almost every case. Now, if we think of a world where the developer of the AI system tries to take ownership and tries to retain patent rights, Inventors won't use the AI tool, and the AI tool will probably fall off the market. Therefore, it just makes sense if human beings that use these tools get credit for the resulting invention. Okay, but what if we live in a world where an AI can create something on its own? I mean, the judge said in the ruling that the case was not concerned with the broader question whether technical advances generated by machines acting autonomously and powered by AI should be patentable. Do you think those AI outputs are patentable? Today, most inventors are using AI but supervising it. You have to give it instructions. You have to give it some input and give it an objective. And once you get the output from the AI system, the inventor or the person using the tool needs to be able to critically evaluate if that output makes sense. 
So that means today and for the foreseeable future, we are not in a situation where AI tools can act autonomously to generate new ideas and do it in such a complete way where the human being is not involved at all. So as long as humans are involved in this process in some way, AI-generated ideas should be patentable. But as we go into the distant future where AI systems can act on their own, we don't really have a solid answer here about how patent offices and the courts should recognize these inventions as deserving of a patent or not. For the last part of the program, we're talking about CES, which stands for Consumers Electronics Show, the world's biggest tech event. Francis Fong, the honorary president of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, just went back from the show in Las Vegas. So, Francis, among all the innovative products you saw, what were the most memorable ones? So this year, actually, I saw several things which is quite interesting.、Uh, number one is the、uh, transparent display, which is shown by different、uh, vendors such as Samsung and LG.、Uh, you may recall in the past that there are so many different features of the uh, TV. Uh, for example, we have、uh, 3D TV, we have curved display, 4K and 8K、uh, TV. And this year, these big vendor they actually showing the, the transparent display. This may become the trend in the future. So, what is the transparent display? You may actually see like two to three display at the same time. So they overlapping with each other. You will see some great effect like three、uh, D effect. But where is the、uh, source for the transparency LCD or the transparent display? That's the question. Because in the past, even we have 8K display, there are limited source of the 8K display, which actually、uh, limited the development of the 8K display market. So where you can get all these、uh, content for this transparent LCD display? That's the question. So did you see the TV in action? I mean, how did you feel? Quite amazing. Now the pre-programmed content、uh, looks spectacular, but we don't have a lot of source like that. If you are displaying a normal movie, it may not have a very big effect. Do we know how much is this transparent TV? Uh, there is no idea how much it costs because they didn't actually mention it. But there are some tech media talked about like we look at the rollable LCD in the past, but some of these rollable LCD display cost about like a hundred thousand US dollars. So you will imagine like how much it costs for the transparent display. There's a gadget that has also gained much traction. This palm-sized AI assistant called Rabbit R1 has a touch screen. A camera, a control wheel, speakers, and microphones, and has so far sold thirty thousand units. Why is it so popular, and what does it do exactly? Now you see, we use a lot of AI apps to help you to write, to make PowerPoint, to help you even program. But those are actually app-based, so you have to have an app on your smartphone or in your computer so you can make use of the AI. The difference of the Rabbit AI is after you have pre-programmed. Some of your favorite website, you can voice command and ask the rabbit AI to do something for you. For example, you can book a restaurant or you can book a hotel. At the back end, it's actually the rabbit AI is talking to the website that you have already pre-programmed. So we will have to see how good it is at the end of the day. And of course, right now, most of the rabbit AI function can only be used in the United States only. 
Now, I know two Hong Kong firms have won the CES um, Innovation Award. So one of the companies has designed a navigation belt for the visually impaired. Can you tell us more about this invention? The product is called AI Guidey. You have to wear the belt. There is a camera in the front. So the camera will look around and see if there is anyone blocking you in the front or on the side. And there are four sensors on the belt uh, surrounding you. So whenever there is some obstacle, the sensor will, will vibrate, so you will move away. Besides the AI guided, there are some other companies that is uh, quite interesting. For example, there is one company called the Hair Coasters. They have invented a comb. The comb comes with a camera so they can analyze your skin on your hair. Then it will know that how healthy your hair and your skin. So it's one of the inventions from Hong Kong.